This is CliffCentral.com. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Fashion Lab. My name is Lisa Gumbo Regis for your host and thank you for tuning in to this lab. Now it's great to see African fashion brands and designers rising above their circumstances and also using their platforms to move ahead. Uh, especially within this global um, fashion market. Now, today uh, we will be joined by two dynamic Kenyan brands and we're going to just get down into discussing what it is that they are doing as new, fresh brands in the continent and how they're actually emerging, how they're rising above. Now, according to, according to an article on OK Africa around emerging designers by Amarachi Nwosu, you'd also agree that African fashion and aesthetics have obviously become more and more visible in the mainstream spaces. So, however... Uh, uh, you know, there may be little coverage on mainstream platforms and a lack of investment financially, but you definitely have to appreciate when you see these designers rising above their circumstances. Uh, I think that this is definitely causing them to also use their platforms to shape perceptions on African fashion and obviously also to influence both the local and global markets like never before. Now, African designers are beginning to also recognize the importance of collectivity and expressing their truth as a way to set them apart instead of trying to replicate what the West has has been doing for decades. So instead of complaining about what's not working, these innovators have actually made a conscious effort to put back uh, whatever it is that's not working and to put their back into it and to run. So I think for me, this is very commendable. And I think that through the years, we haven't really had a chance to, uh, we most times speak to quite established um, stakeholders uh, within this industry. And today is going to be a very special one because we also want to hear what these younger ones are doing and how they're actually making things work for them. And surprise, surprise, you know, people think you've arrived, but you can actually learn so much. So I think for me, for sure, I'm up in years and up in soul to learn uh, some of the tricks and tips from these millennials. <laughs> and then obviously they will also learn uh, some of how we do things. And it's okay to adapt. It's okay to change. It's okay to find a new ways to apply ourselves we can actually get better results or different results as we move forward. Um, now, according to uh, africabusiness.com, the rise of the urban consumer also will fuel long-term growth. So today, 40% of Africans living in urban areas are a portion close to China's. Can you imagine that? And obviously, will continue to expand. Now, the, the number of households uh, with a sort of really uh, able income is projected to rise by about 50% over the next 10 years, reaching 128 million. And they even predict that by 2030, the continent's top 18 cities could have a combined spending power of up to 1.3 trillion. Hmm. Boy, oh boy, it's good to know us. But anyway, uh, before moving too far uh, into this conversation, I would love to introduce uh, our special contributors. We've got Edgy Benson, who runs Anyway New York with his Echoes from New York. Edgy, welcome to the show. Hi, Liz. How are you? Can you hear me? Ye <laughs> yes, we can hear you, Edgy. Because I haven't slept today. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if anyone can hear me. You know, we can hear you very well, Baba. So don't worry. You are in good hands. And it was funny when you actually were checking with us if the show was over, if it was beginning. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is what happens when people don't get to sleep at night. But welcome to the show, Edgy. Thank you for joining us. What are you wearing and who made your clothes? Today, oh my God, what am I wearing? No, no, <laughs> please, silver play. No, I have to be creative, right? Be creative and edgy. Don't make me have to say what you're wearing on the bottom because I'm tired. You are tired. You are. 
I'm one. I'm wearing a Stone Island hoodie that I really, really love on top, and there is a Stone Island cardigan actually. And, and he's okay. wearing diesel jeans, guys. So let's just move on. But thank you for joining <laughs> us on the show. Are they, are red? <laughs> thank you, thank you very much, Edgy. Uh, thank you for joining us. Just hang on tight, and uh, I hope that we'll be able to make it uh, by the end of today without you falling apart. Uh, we are also joined by our. We are, we are also joined by our contributor uh, from Lisbon, Francisca Marzili, with her echoes from Europe. Hi, Welcome Liz. to the show. Hi, Liz. Hi, Edgy. Hi. Hi, welcome to the show, Francisco. Hi. Who are you wearing and who made your clothes? Today I wear a blue knitted dress uh, by Nona, an Italian ready-made uh, brand. Uh, without uh... Are you barefoot <laughs> no, today? I have. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Are you barefoot today? Uh, are you barefoot? The, the like, did you leave your shoes at home? No, no, I, I have uh, boots. <laughs> boots. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I have it. I have them. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us, um, Francisca. And um, I think that it's uh, very cool that today we are definitely tapping into what's happening, especially from an emerging uh, brand perspective or a newbie sort of brand Liz? perspective. Mm, yeah. What are you wearing, Liz? Edgy, you know, we're going to have to throw you on the side next time because you're interrupting me. No, I'm playing. Look, I'm wearing a beautiful Lizzo Gumbo. Uh, I call it a Kitenga dress. It's from, I think, maybe four or five years ago. Uh, the sun's mm-hmm. shining in Jewelberg. So, hey, that's why we have to be comfortable. We have to be in the minis. It's not too minis. I'm not offending anyone. I know for sure with this. And uh, yes, and I'm in some beautiful heels. And I'm feeling very printish, uh, so I'm juxtaposing from head to toe and uh, just feeling Good. light and just happy to be here today. She's underlining that it's summer now, AG. Yes, it's minus seven. Did you understand I'm... this? Yeah. Yeah, but, 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 but it's okay because it's not a, it's not a problem, <laughs> you know? What's happening <laughs> in you your know. side of the world, yes, is nothing to do with what's happening in our bright and sunny Africa. But anyway, without taking any more time, allow me to uh, just go straight uh, and introduce our special guests. Before we do that, uh, we've got my favorite segment at the end of the show called Who Would You Want to Address and Why? So feel free to share with us your who's and your why's. That segment is what we call our red glass of uh, vin, le vin rouge. And uh, it's the segment that we use to unwind our after all of these heavy conversations, as you will see. Keep your tweets coming. We're on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. We're on Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and now we go straight to these two dynamic uh, Kenyan brands. We've got, uh, we're going to start with our Chera designer, who is uh, Sophie Chera. And uh, Sophie is, uh, I will explain uh, a, a bit about her brand and the fact that, you know, it's so close to me, it's actually almost shocking that we are sitting here today talking about Achera, which is my little cousin. But let's first go into her professional uh, side of things. And I babysat her. I'm sure she didn't want me to say that too. But anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so the brand, yeah, so this is a new brand. Uh, when I say re- relatively new, it's definitely something uh, that's not, you know, it's new. So established in 2011 in Nairobi, uh, but then she rebranded in 2017. And uh, she is the creative director of this brand. She's inspired by her travels and her different cultures. And, you know, she's really just about uh, where effortless style is refined. So I think she's just basically taking that and running with it. 
And uh, she says, obviously, or she states that for the bold, vibrant, contemporary woman, uh, their fabrics are sourced globally and each collection tells a story. And I don't want to give and tell too much. So allow me to introduce to the show, Sophia Chera. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> Hi, Sophia. Welcome. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone seems so scared. Welcome Hi. to the show. It's very vibrant here, Sophie. So you're gonna have to put on, get your, what do you call it? Your Mo Fire or your Red Bull or whatever it is, cause it's the, 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 the tempo and the energy here is gonna go up. But welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, who are you wearing and who made your clothes before we even go into our conversation at hand? Okay. Um, today I'm wearing a little shift dress with a flute sleeve and, um, it's in Ankara, Kitenge. Yeah, fabric I source from Ghana, and uh, yeah, it's been made by Achara. <laughs> so I'm wearing Achara. Too. It's very nice. I think we are all wearing. We are all wearing each of us. I think maybe. Oh no, well, but anyway, it's a good thing. You know, you've got to be your walking banner. So it's very great to have you on the show, Sophie. Thank you for joining us, and congratulations for what you're doing. I'm really serious. I mean, I saw. I babysat you, so that means I saw you in diapers, and then like the next uh, minute, no, I'm just <laughs> let me just throw it out there. I, well, no. I know it wasn't a part of the thing, but Mama, here we just flow, and everyone's all as long as people are open, all eyes, all ears, and are happy to listen. It's interesting, and it actually makes me proud to say that you know, watching us from the diaper stage to now, where you're literally running your baby, and you're running it with so much sass and so much drive. It's really, uh, it's really commendable. So congratulations. And this is not, this industry is not for the faint hearted. It's not easy. So sometimes I want to get your beef and a hanky, but then I'm just like, you know what? Let's just let her keep moving. You know, the lions will bite her, but they won't eat her. Let's just keep going. So thank you very much for joining us. We are also joined by another African, uh, brand, uh, also Kenyan based, uh, that we will be plugging in shortly. But I think for me, what I want to do right now is just go straight into, uh, just getting to know about Sophie and what you're doing uh, with your brand. So I think for me, the first thing or uh, first interest is to just explain to our listeners a bit about your brand and why you feel out of all of these billions of brands out here and trillions, why you feel the need to have a chair uh, into existence and what sort of role or demand is ful- fulfilling in the market. Like why? There's so many brands. Why do you want to put yourself through this pain? <laughs> Thank you, Liz. Um, I think with the um, Achara, I'm very okay to begin with. I'm very passionate about it. Um, I've had it from you know 2011, and I rebranded in uh, 2017. And um, the reason I actually did the rebrand is I got a more clear um, understanding of what I really want to to get in the market and everything. And so for me, it's creating a culture. And the culture here is promoting you know, vibrancy, um, being bold and embracing your ethnicity, your African culture, you know, whatever it is. So that's what Achara tries to achieve, is trying to achieve. And... Um, and that's why we try and use a lot of African fabric and just incorporate it with different fabrics that we sell all over the world. And um, yeah, that's my why. Just promoting, you know, that uh, bold, vibrant culture. 
So do you feel there's not enough of that? Because you'd think in Africa that there's already enough of that, no? What would you say? Um, not, not quite. I think it also depends on the styles, the cuts that, you know, I'm trying to infuse. Um, and like I say, we just don't only use uh, the African print for to make a statement. And it also just reflects on the woman I'm trying to um, pro- like bring out here, yeah. like a strong, confident lady. And so I think that is what we're trying to promote <laughs> by having a chair out here. And how would you say it's doing? So obviously you launched in, uh, you, you established uh, Achara in 2011, but then rebranded it in 2017. Why did you, re- why did you feel the need to rebrand it? And what, what is it? What's happening now? What has happened through the time? Or what is it that after the rebrand in 2017, you've been able to discover or uh, expose your brand to? Okay. So I did take a break in 2014 and um, I did, I just wanted to figure out why I wanted, why I was doing this and where I wanted to see my brand. Because at, uh, like in 2011, like I said, I was, you know, just getting in the industry and trying to try, try out different things and, okay, see what works, what doesn't work. And I was into, um, I wasn't doing ready to wear at that particular time. So I was focusing more on custom made and it was a bit um, frustrating. Um, kind of, you know, having to deal with one-on-one clients and I needed to still be creative and not feel limited. So I needed to find a way to get out of that funk and be able to be creative and have my pieces still appreciated. So I took the break and I figured I wanted to get into retail and have, uh, you know, um, my brand just focus on retail wear, um, the women's wear. And uh, yeah, so I think that's what made me have the change. And then obviously by taking the break, I did, uh, you know, have a bit of courses here and there that, you know, influenced my decisions. I took the course, some courses in London as well, you know, like pattern making, drafting, prints, all that kind of helped me more to have a more defined um style and brand as opposed to how I was running it before. So I would say I was moving more into running it like a business as opposed to, you know, how I was doing it earlier on. So I had a deeper understanding and also I advanced my skills and I think that has helped me. And that is why I decided to, you know, have the launch in 2017. It's very interesting, Sophie. Um, before um, Francisca, I'm sure, and Edgy would would uh, also come in. But before we go there, don't you find it like it's a very intimidating market already? And then, if you just think about it globally, it's very intimidating. As a, first of all, as an industry, it's very intimidating. And then you think about it globally because uh, we have to think globally these days. And you play globally, you trade. I can see you've been traveling around to different fashion weeks, showing your work. 
Uh, and then you think about it as Africa, which is the Wild West. If you do not have your handbag or if you don't have your flat shoes, you will be ki- you will be killed by the lions. I mean, it's hard out here. And then you have you are also playing in one of the very highly competitive markets, which is Kenya. So I think for me, the curiosity is just around how I mean, is it intimidating? And then how do you deal with that? And how do you boldly? Because I know that the old mindset of how things were is no longer there because uh, we have social commerce, we have, uh, we're living in a digital world, we have e-commerce, and we have uh, a space where everyone can become their news uh, channel, everyone can tell their own stories in the way they want to do it, and therefore there's hardly any limitations, and this is the space or the time in the world where we say you fly like a butterfly, you spread your wings and fly. Tell me, let's talk about a bit how, of how you feel when you get into a market because 2017 and 2011 are two different times of, of, of trying to penetrate markets. And I know that I've also played in that space in Kenya. And I know that it's not easy. It's not easy anywhere. But I think that one of the things that I've seen with uh, a couple of yeah, other younger creatives or younger uh, brands is you get into the market all psyched up and then you just have a heart attack because you cannot deal and you don't understand why there's so many roadblocks. Whereas with you, obviously you've been a bit more resilient and just decided, I know it's hectic, but we are moving. And you move on small, I think it's a step-by-step or day-by-day, but you're moving. How do you or how do you deal with that? How do you overcome the rubbish? Because it's too much rubbish, you know? And then to be able to still stay focused and to be able to still... Allow yourself to grow slowly because slowly is not poorly. You know, we have to, we're going to have to touch, touch on that. And I'd love for Edgy and Francisca to also expound on that a bit. And especially for brands who are coming up now who are thinking, I'm not moving fast enough. Fast is not the point. The point is moving to a no. point where you can actually. In the right way. Exactly. <laughs> right or nothing. So let's talk about that, Sophie. Yeah. Maybe just share with us how you manage to sort of um, walk into the fire without really uh, burning much. Or without allowing the buns to slow you down, and then we can talk about how where you are today and how how we can uh, how you're moving on. Um, I think I mean, like you mentioned, the two um, 2017 and 2011. That's obviously a big gap. And to be honest, I was very um, I don't want to say scared, but. You know, coming back after you've been away for long, there's so much that's happened. There's new brands that have emerged from the time you, you know, left the industry. But I think what kind of helped me a bit is the fact that I, I mean, I detached my brand. I stopped producing and things like that, but I kept myself constantly in the loop, you know, just so that I'm not totally out of, um, to be precise, the Kenyan fashion scene. So I was always, you know, engaging and, you know, talking to the fashion influencers, stylists and all that. So that helped me a lot and I got a, a bit of encouragement as well. And then now when I finally relaunched this, it was, I mean, there was a lot going on and you have, um, I think if you have your vision and where you want to be, that is what helped me because I just focused on that and not focus too much on the criticism. There's obviously a lot of positive and negative criticism in the uh, fashion industry, but you know, it's just, for me, it's the attitude, and I know where I want to be, I know where my brand wants to be, so I try, pick what I need, and I know will help me get to where I'm going, and I just run with it. 
because if I sit in and dwell in a you know <laughs> a lot of all these hearsays, it then just kind of makes you digress from your you know what you want to achieve at the end of the day. So for me, if it fails, you know, let's focus on it. Let's do what we can do. If it's recreating different um, styles, let's focus on that. Let's go. I take all the feedback I get and then I just decide what I'm running with and not allow it to really get to me. It's not easy, I must say. It's not easy. At least, I mean, you would know that. But, uh, yeah, I think I've answered your question, have I? Adrian, <laughs> <laughs> Francisca, would you like to just come into the, um, first of all, the fact that I think is so key. And I think that for a lot of brands, sometimes that's where people kind of just pose and then just never come back is let's talk about um, time versus. Uh, so obviously for the goals, we all set goals, whether you're young, old, whatever, it doesn't matter. But the idea is that we need to start talking and trying to also influence brands to understand that it's not how long you take to get there. It's actually you getting to the right place or not getting to the right place let's talk mm-hmm. about time versus just the the pressure of just wanting to be even when you know you're doing you're, you're present you're visible you want to be there you want to go to that fashion week you know you know you have no business being there because the process or the stage you're in still requires three more levels before you get to the promised land let's talk about that a bit with your insights well i think i think in terms of sophie she has I think the the fact that she was able to stop and then come back, you know, that gives you a lot of perspective, you know, it, it gives you a lot of maturity and you can, even listening to her, you can see now she feels like she has a direction. She has a, a reason why she wants to do it. And um, she seems to be doing really, really well. It's just, uh, she's not saying, she, she didn't say if she has any issues, like what her problems are. She, she's She's talking about like, the, the 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 just the motivational battles that she had to fight to get back to it, you know. Uh, but it looks on the surface as if she's doing really really well. Um, as you said, time is not, you know, time. Of course, time is important, but the goal itself, because it's not it's not a sprint. Of course, it's 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 a marathon. So um, it's just getting setting your goals and getting there. And what what your design goals are, you know what what you want to achieve with the with the line, and and how you how you get there. But she seems to be she seems to be pretty 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 well set on her way. Um, she's got all the components that she likes: vibrancy, the boldness, and you know it, it's got a fun character to the line. Um, it's just continuing to go on that direction and just continuing to carve that identity that I feel like she already has, you know. Yeah, that's that would be that's that's how I feel. Just looking at her Fran- at, at what she's doing. Thank you, Edgy. Francisca, do you have any uh, comments on there before we go to the next um Um Hello? Yes, we're here, Francisca. Do you have any feedback? Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I hear noises and uh, I cannot always uh, uh, listen well. But uh, uh, listening to the speech of uh, Achera's speech, first I want to to 
um, how to say, to, to say congratulations for the work she's doing because uh, the, the first things I saw uh, are very, with a, are, have, a, have a joy, have a character and a, a sense of fun that I appreciate a lot. And uh, I was I was reflecting on this um, in the first uh, uh, part of this of the speech. She was talking about uh, talking about the activity. She was talking about this pause, this uh, stop she took mm-hmm. in the to 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 set her strategy. And uh, uh, as she sounds and she looks very young, I I see her as a young uh, woman. I think that also it's a very intimate uh, um, matter because uh, we ha- with 20 years we we can have uh, a priority, and uh, with 30 years we can have another priority that is not. Uh, uh, the the one of before and so on. So life changes and and, and it's a, a very good thing to have the possibility to stop to reset uh, all the priorities. Mm. Uh, it's a very good thing, and uh, it's a very uh, good sign of uh, intelligence, in my opinion, because uh, even uh, as life uh, always changes, market always changes, and. Uh, uh, it's necessary for every everyone uh, sometimes to take a to take a time to to reset and to to see uh, what I'm am I doing now? Uh, what uh, I, am I in the right way, or uh, do I need to change the path? Uh, do I need to change uh, my my goals? So this this is my my thought. Thank you, Francisca. Now, uh, before we go on further, um, I would love to just take a quick break and we'll be right back. Uh, today we are talking uh, to two different brands uh, around uh, how they're actually playing in this game, how they are adapting and how they're actually winning. So let's take this quick break. We'll be right back. This is us. We are right back and we are talking about this dynamic brands who are just moving and shaking relentlessly. Now we've been joined by Achera, uh, which is a brand designed by Sophia Achera. And, uh, we've been talking to her about, uh, her brand and just what she's doing, how she's adapting. Uh, and, uh, we want to just continue this conversation and find out more. Uh, about what Achera is doing and how they're moving and how fast they're moving because I think they're moving quite fast. But fast, slow, but sure, but fast. Uh, Sophie, I want to come back to you and I just want to touch on uh, production and manufacturing because that's one of the biggest, biggest um, uh, sort of um, elements of a good brand and of a brand that can be able to be progressive. Um, and uh, I think for me, the biggest thing is, first of all, just if you can share with us where you produce, uh, how, sort of how many units you produce and how the experience is going. Have you changed production and manufacturing plants? Is it locally in Kenya? Let's talk about that a bit. 
Okay. Well, Sophie is probably not here with us. Sophie, are you here with us? Okay. Edgy <laughs> and Francisca. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry. It's, sorry about that. It's back to me and you. Sophie. She, no, she's back. She's back. She's back. She's back. Okay. Hallelujah. Hey, sorry about that. So, Sophie, we are talking about production and manufacturing, which is a very key element of progressive great brands in this world. Uh, can you tell us a bit about what you're doing and who, where you're producing or manufacturing and how that's going so far? So, I, I do produce um, locally in Kenya. I have a workshop in Nairobi. And um, my brand being very... Um, new right now and you know we're still working on uh, how we'll be producing um, large amounts in the f- near future I just have you know a, a, a basic workshop not too far from where I stay and you know a few tailors with me who I've worked with for the longest and uh, that is where I produce now but I'm looking to grow I must confess it is a challenge in Nairobi to kind of get a production um, you know, where you can produce at a good price and still, you know, kind of make sales and it uh, makes business sense as opposed to your produce. Because we do have like the big uh, production companies and I think we are yet to have a few, I'm not too sure, but I think we're yet to get a few production companies that can handle like, you know, small scale productions as opposed to um, the large in terms of that's covered in Kenya. So for now, I just have my people that I work with in my workshop, um, and we do produce maybe in a month, we can do 50, depending on what stores we are, you know, um, stocking with and and the demand as well. So Sophie, so, so Sophie, your capacity, for example, for your workshop, if I say to you that we, there was an order, uh, of a thousand skirts that was one of your favorite, your, one of your cool skirts from your new collection, and we said there was an order for that and you needed to be able to, you had like four weeks or four to six weeks. Could you be able to handle that in your workshop? A thousand? A thousand skirts. Yes. Yes, I can do that. Um, the thing I would have to probably, you know, kind of outsource more people to work with and to be able to achieve that. But permanently, what I have is just a good number to produce what we kind of have, you know, for the months that we've been in business to produce what we can, we can, what is required in the stores for the months we've been in business. But given a chance to produce a thousand, I'd obviously have to think ahead and, you know, not say no and just produce that thousand throughout sourcing. Um, before we go, yeah, before we move further on that conversation, um, allow me to just introduce uh, the creative director of Icon. Uh, she is uh, definitely uh, the brand behind Icon. Uh, she says and she states that the complete epitome of sensual femininity and ladylike strength is what this brand represents. Uh, it focuses on making the wearer feel soft and strong at the same time, remaining youthful with a playful twist to classics. Allow me to also just introduce to the show, Christine Njoki. Welcome to the show. Hey, Liz. Thank you. How are you? 
I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? We are fine, thank you. Uh, before you uh, plug in, uh, we would love to know what you're wearing and who made your clothes. That's just standard. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not punishing you for anything. It's just everybody. <laughs> it's the card. Well, well, right now I'm actually wearing a top that I made that we made in house. It's an icon top that we're looking to produce in the near future. So I do that a lot, a lot of the clothes that we make. So we'll have the sample and then I'll just take it out for a test run. So I'm wearing one of them right now and just a pair of jeans. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, it's very good. Thank you for joining me and the rest of the crew, which is Francisca uh, Marzili from Lisbon and uh, Edgy Benson from New York. And uh, as you can Liz, see, do you know one thing? Yes, you, I know you're, uh, you. Listen, I know, I know what you're coming with. Listen, I know that you're Italian. Okay, <laughs> please. <laughs> save, save me, Francisca Marzilli is it? Is it? She's Italian, but she is based based in Portugal. So please, God, <laughs> is that it? Sorry that I interrupted you, but no I have to tell you one thing. I used to do the same thing. I uh, I made my prototypes and I wear them. Mm. It's something, uh, the test drive of my prototypes is on you. made by me. That's very good. It's I also fantastic. do the same thing. I think there's that's... nothing more, there's nothing more than this. There's nothing I, more I refreshing adore. than that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, we agree, we agree, we agree with you yeah, and no. I, I love that too. And I think for me, what I always think is the, 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 the way, the, the creative or the, 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 the creator is the best test runner. Imagine you creating a yeah. car and then you have to just sell it to Edgy and then Edgy hits the highway and just loses his leg because your mm-hmm. crazy car didn't even have the right wheels or whatever it was. So I think it's, it's better when Edgy himself loses, he loses his leg on his own car that he's created. We, we don't want you to lose your leg, Edgy, but other than, you know, getting somebody else to have to experience your new situation with your new rip with your new drama coming along with it but anyway guys let's get back to the topic because we don't have too many um minutes left however with christian mm-hmm. what i'd love to do first of all is congratulations um on your label um i have seen your work i've actually seen your work in the tds store in nairobi and i've also mm-hmm. uh just checked you out a bit so i think uh, what you're doing is great it's innovative it's fresh it's different and it's cool and it's, mm-hmm. it seems honest as well so i just want yeah. to quickly have you introduce uh uh, sort of your brand and the story behind why you're doing what you're doing because there's a million brands in this world and when you become the tr- the, the next one it, it, it's like what is it that you're doing or what uh, sort of gap are you fulfilling in this market and why is this brand in existence all right thanks liz first of all on the kind words thank you um uh so about icon i'd say when I started the brand, my main aim, because I felt there weren't many um, Kenyan or African brands that were offering very contemporary styles. I felt like at the time, if you wanted something that was made by a local brand or that was backed by a local designer, it had to be like this African fabric, very loud. No, not that I have anything against that. That looks good. But then sometimes you just want to throw on like a stylish white shirt with like a just a cool pair of pants you know it doesn't for me i just felt like we didn't have enough of that and that's when i started icon and for us we just try and um we want to give the women this sense of like quiet strength where they can wear something and it doesn't have to be loud and you know very bright but when you see 
this person wearing this um clothes or like wearing this outfit they're able to just exude you you can just tell they're different you don't know what it is but then you just you can tell there's something stylish and something very different about them so i feel that's why icon is um in the Kenyan market and you know hopefully in time we'll fill in that gap even um in Africa and hopefully worldwide later it's very good um it's very good to see what you guys are doing you're brave you and Sophie and a couple of a lot of other uh, really big names there's so many new yeah. brands in this war in this continent and there's definitely something you're doing differently that brands that set up 10, 15, 20 years ago were not doing uh, in the same mm-hmm. way. So there's uh, ways that we can also learn from you, but there's also ways that you can learn from us. And I think that uh, the, the key thing here is to always make sure that as we play in whatever um, industries uh, or, you know, or markets or, you know, professions that we have decided to to, to, to make our own, that we have to also keep an open mind uh, and just be adaptive. Otherwise, now for us, right? I, so, um, I wanted to ask her a question, Liz. Um, so, Chris, mm-hmm. you have this really interesting wraps, you know, like yes. wrap silhouettes. So, what's your inspiration for those? I see there are like there are a wide range of them across your across your across your your looks. Yes. Well, uh, to speak on that, um, I'd say for me with the wraps, the inspiration came from the fabric. So I was out actually shopping for a new collection I was working on at the time. And I came across um, this fabric and it was in so many different colors. And in my mind, um, I envisioned it falling across the body and just making this cascades. And I felt it just had a very feminine vibe about it, you know. So um, I took it in store. I bought a couple of meters, took it into the studio. And I was just there with my assistant, just playing around with it, trying to put it, drape it around and see how it forms. Like, And we wanted to make um, something very simple and easy, but that can still have that, you know, power. You know, and we came up with, because um, we wrapped it around the, the, the mannequin and we came up with this thing and it was so easy. And, you know, we felt many, a, a very wide range of people could wear it and still compliment mm. them. And that's how the wrap came about. And, you know, it's it's been really great. We've had it in so many different colors. People love it. And, yeah, I mean, that's how it came. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. I, I It's very signature. It's a pretty cool yeah. look. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Very good work. Um, <laughs> you guys are you. really good. I, I just want to, uh, um, Chris, we were talking to Sophie right now about manufacturing and production, which is a very key element of our brand as you grow as brands. Who or how do you manufacture and where? Okay. So for us, that's actually been our journey that we've, ever since we began, which was about two and something years ago. We've, um, we knew from the beginning that we wanted to, uh, mass produce. Maybe do like ready to wear, you know, have more than one of one style. Just so, so many, just so many people can enjoy it. So from the very beginning, we were very clear that's the direction we wanted to take. And we actively started looking for, um, companies or manufacturers you could work with. And it's not been easy. But currently, our system is we will make our samples in-house. So I have um, 
two or three um, people who help me with the drafting and the sample making and everything. And then we have a manufacturer, a small manufacturer that we work with, we work with in industrial area. The capacity is not that big, but it's perfect for me because we're still growing. So we're able to do the small MOQs, you know, five pieces here, 10 pieces here. Now we're ramping up. We get to do more and more every day. But yeah, I mean, that's how we do it. And it works for us. Um, maybe at some point, it will be a bit too small and we'll, ha- we'll have to look for somebody else who maybe can do more pieces. But for now, it's working and we love it. It's very good. Now, you know what I want to do? Um, um, <laughs> Edgy Francisca, I know you're, you're there as well uh, with a few other questions on the side, but I'll just ask you to please hold on on those and let's just, uh, because of time, uh, try to wrap up as quick as possible. So what I want to do is I'd love to get, uh, Christian, we'll start with you and we'll finish with Sophie. I'd love to get your top three key three things for brands or for consumers or for just continental people who are high on Africa and Africa developing what would be the three key things Chris that you would share with the rest of the continent and the world about how you're moving forward what what makes you tick what makes it work three key things of what is working for the icon brand right now all right um okay Top three things I'd say for the first, the first thing for me is consistency. Um, I say that because there are very many brands I've seen, you know, just people doing anything. It doesn't even have to be fashion. I feel like once you put yourself out there that you're doing something, people, um, they, they, they identify this with you and they want to see it. The more you do it and the more you keep doing it and it stays your thing, then the more serious they'll take it. But then, Many people you find will fall off the wagon and then the consistency just is, you know, it gets lost in there and people get confused. So that's my one, the first one. The second thing I'd say would be innovation. Um, just cause there's a lot of, especially as designers, I don't know elsewhere, but I know in Kenya, a lot of designers I interact with are always complaining about, you know, their designs may be getting, uh, robbed off by other people, like people replicating their things. But in my mind, I think, um, if you know you have the ability to create, even if someone takes it from you, that's a compliment. Just move on and create Excellent. something better, you know? Just that move on amazing. and do something else. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. when they're, they're coping something you did yesterday, you're already on to the next thing. And then they'll come and try and get you on that and you're already on the next one. So that's the second thing for me. The last thing I'd say specifically comes with running a business. I think the one thing people just do not, I don't know, just people overlook a lot is customer service. I've got to, to I've, I've done this, um, I've experienced this myself greatly because, you know, for the first year and a half, I was doing almost everything myself, you know, talking to my consumers. Um, even if I was talking in different shops, there are, of course, other people who want to come and buy directly from me. And they would always mention that, you know, they'd always be very grateful when the service is good and when the, you know, when you talk to them nicely, even if they're complaining, you know, sometimes when you're running a business, you just swallow your ego. <laughs> it's tough sometimes, but you just swallow it and just, you know, that customer service, it just takes you such a long way. So I think those are my top three. Wow, guys, that is amazing. Sophie, we're rolling to you. Uh, let's share your top three tips of what's working for the Achera brand today, and then we can wrap up. I think it is. Um, for me, first, we, um, in the brand, it's teamwork. Um, I think for me, I don't think I would be, would be where we are today if we're not, you know, working as a great team. 
and um, I I treat them with respect, you know, and just we try and what we can do and what we have to do together. And so for me, teamwork is very important. And the second thing would be, um, I think Chris had mentioned that consistency, just trying to be, you know, creative and relevant the industry. And, you know, it's a very fast-moving uh, industry. So just being consistent in all that you do, um, that's the second thing for me. And the last thing would also be marketing. Um marketing my brand in different um, you know social platforms and uh, just in different ways like I use uh, fashion influencers um, and uh, you know bloggers and bloggers and you know just to get my brand out there and uh, the website as well so for those are the things thank you very much Sophie um, Christian and Sophie, we really, really want to thank you for your time here with us on the show to just talk about what's working today. And it's a very great mindset is to think about what's working and then work on it better. And then whatever's not working will take care of itself. Uh, Christian, before we go, would you like to just share with our listeners how they can connect with you, your website or whatever it is? Yes. Okay. So right now our website is under construction. So just, uh, don't, don't go there just now, <laughs> but you can connect with us on Instagram on icon live note, by the way, icon is I K O J N and the J silent. So you can get us on Instagram icon live on Facebook. You can get us on icon and on Twitter. You can get us on icon as well. Thank you very much. Sophie, how can our listeners connect with you? Um, our website is www.achera.com Achera has a double A and then um, on Instagram you'll find us on um, A underscore A-C-H-E-R-A Achera as well and on Twitter at Achera Design Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies. It's been great having you on the show. Now, before you go, this is my last segment of the show, and we're going to take 10 seconds around the table very quick on this one today. Uh, this is what we call Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? <laughs> there we go. While you're giggling, we're going to start with Christian. Christian, because you were last, the first shall be last, oh and God. the last shall be first. Who would you want to dress and why? And it has to be very quick as we go around. All right. So my top, this is just from the top of my head. I would love to dress Victoria Beckham. Why? Because I feel she has this edge and this poise at the same time. She's very tiny, but then I feel like every time I see her, she just looks like a strong woman, you know? So that's my pick. Thank you very much. Uh, Francisca, who would you want to dress and why? I would like to dress the Michelle Obama. Again? Again. Again. Yes. Okay. With that yellow dress I painted uh, a few days ago that I put on my Instagram. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, Sophie, who would you want to dress and why? For me, it would be, um, um, again, at the top of my mind, Chimamanda. (laughs) Basically, because she's very, you know, she exudes that strong um, feminist um, <laughs> a vibrant vibe <laughs> yeah okay. that would be it for me okay thank you Edgy we are not dressing anyone on the show who would you want to dress today <laughs> not anyone on, on the show I, would, I know I would love to dress my to dress my auntie in one of uh, 
so in one of Sophie's head scarves. I love them. And Thank that's you. Akira's head scarves and uh, yes. and 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 uh, icon wraps. I love them. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much. Today, I want to address all of you on the show on anything, Liz, because you've just been fantastic. Wow. But I just want to thank you Yay. guys for coming onto the show. Edgy and uh, Francisca, thank you for your contribution today. And uh, all the best to you, Sophie, and to Chris. And till next week, it is peace and love from us. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.